0: Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Joining us now is former ambassador to the U.N., former governor of the great state of South Carolina, uh, Nikki Haley has just come out with a new book, If You Want Something Done, Leadership Lessons from Bold Women, quoting Margaret Thatcher, famously saying, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Margaret Thatcher, also famous for uh, her comments about socialism. It's great until you run out of other people's money. Uh, anyway, I don't know if you prefer ambassador, governor. Uh, Nikki Haley, welcome back to the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Nikki, those are moments in time. Thanks, Sean. It's great to be back with
0: you. Um, you know what? It's, it really is true. There are some remarkable women. You know, I love the fact if a guy said this, think about this for a second. If you want something said, ask a woman. If you want it done, ask a man. Oh, God forbid a guy ever said that. Now, the saying is, is important because... You know, women have played such an important, pivotal role, and I don't think they get the credit they deserve in every aspect of uh, of life, and I'm glad you wrote this book for that reason.
1: Well, and, you know, the reason we wrote this book, there's great men and there's great women leaders, right? And we all, uh, we know that men and women lead differently and have different ways, but at the end of the day, this was really a book to remind women that, look, you, we here are ordinary women who've done extraordinary things, not by playing the victim card, but by showing, an, you know, the fact that if you work hard and prove you deserve to be in the room, that good things happen. And, you know, when the publisher approached me, he said, you know, there's a lot of books about men, there's not that many about women. I, of course, have always appreciated the leadership of Margaret Thatcher. You know, not only did she love Britain, but she was very comfortable with herself and believed in herself. You talk about Golda Meir, who was a problem solver. You know, you talk about Virginia Walden Ford and This was a woman who lived in the crime-ridden area of Washington, D.C., but she desperately cared about her kids' education, and she thought that it was terrible that she had to send her kids to a poor public school that couldn't help them. And so she led the charge on getting school choice in D.C. And the amazing part was she had a terrible fear of public speaking. But she rallied the troops. She testified on Congress, and now, you know, her children benefited, but thousands of other children benefited because she showed that leadership. And so, you know, this is a book of, if you're a parent and you have daughters, it's to remind them that strong girls make strong women, and strong women lead to strong leaders. Um, it's for young professional women to know that, look, you, if you work hard and you have passion, um, you know, the rest will follow. And it's for anyone that's been a mentor or leader to Um, women as a thank you to say thank you for being a part of this and let's go and you know you look at what's happening now on the women's front you've got men playing in women's sports you know you've got this critical race there you've got all these reasons that are clogging brains of of kids that are trying to do things and this is a reason to kind of say look life is hard but you can get through this and we need your leadership so let's get it done
0: Let's talk a little bit about some of the women that you you highlight in the book. And one of them, for example, uh, and people might forget this, uh, was Jean uh, Kirkpatrick. Uh, and, you know, she, she had a lot of famous sayings that a, a government is not legitimate merely because it exists. I kind of like that one a lot. Um, and she has other great sayings that she she put out there. And, she, you know, I look at people like Thatcher and I look at Jean Kirkpatrick and. You know, I look at Golda Meir and and her leadership as prime minister of Israel. Uh, these were these were phenomenal, strong figures, you know, but for the alliance with Ronald Reagan, uh, Pope John Paul II, Margaret Thatcher, uh, it changed the world in eight years. I think beyond Winston Churchill, Margaret Thatcher did more to change uh, Great Britain for the better than any prime minister in in decades.
1: She erased 40 years of socialism in 10 years. And, you know, when you talk about Jean Kirkpatrick, think about that. She was a Democrat that came into the Reagan administration, um, but she defended America so much, and she actually changed parties because she said she was tired of the fact that Democrats were always anti-American, and she was tired of the fact that they always blamed America first. And, you know, think about the fact she defended loved our country she had never been a politician but she could see the writing on the wall and she knew that republicans understood that you know you have to love our country in order to defend our country and you know so these women taught us amazing lessons and some of those problems that Jean Kirkpatrick you know discussed then it's amazing how their you know democrats have the same talking points today
0: it's amazing wasn't she the one that came up with the blame america first crowd
1: Yes, because she said that that's what Democrats do. She said it at the Republican National Convention, said that she was switching parties because she realized that Democrats were always blaming America first.
0: It's amazing how history repeats itself. So Joe Biden's been president 20 months. Did you ever think it would get this bad this quickly?
1: I don't think anybody did. I mean, you look at what's happening today and, you know, you see OPEC and the fact that they have um, reduced it. You know, that's what Russia wanted them to do. That's what they've done but go back and look at how by the way joe
0: biden was has begged them over a dozen times he went to the nation he called the pariah nation and and he begged the guy that he said was the murderer of journalist jamal Khashoggi. he kissed his ring and he kissed his ass and he came back with two million dollars two million barrels less of oil than we had before a lot of good that did
1: and, you know, you don't call someone an international pariah that you, you know, is in his 30s and is going to outlast every other leader. And you don't go and shut down our energy sector and then suddenly wonder what you're going to do in terms of that. And I just saw that he released, you know, 10 million more barrels from our reserve. All they're doing is trying to keep gas prices down until election Okay, he
0: inherited – this is important, Ambassador – he inherited nearly 700 million barrels of oil – from our strategic petroleum reserves, Donald Trump filled them up at 20 bucks a barrel. And now we're down to around the 350 million barrels left. To me, that is a national security threat. Am I wrong?
1: It is absolutely a national security threat. We haven't seen it this low since the mid 80s. And we just had a hurricane you know, God forbid something else happen. And the reality is he should be talking to our oil producers. We should be exporting as much liquefied natural gas as we can. We need to start opening things up. I mean, life has changed so much in the last two years for the worse. He couldn't have made more, you know, worse decisions in the name of just reversing Trump. And he's caused Americans to really suffer. I mean, you look at our economy. We've got you know, 60% of Americans in credit card debt, 30% of Americans have dipped into their savings account. This is something where they're seeing crime like they've never seen before on their street. The border is absolutely out of control. We've had enough illegal immigrants cross the border that would create the third largest city in America. It's, you know, it's lunacy. And what's amazing to me is Democrats will sit there and blame Republicans. They need to point the finger at Joe Biden. He's done all of this and it's been irresponsible. And it's been a huge threat to our national security
0: how do you think that that this impacts maybe people's perceptions of donald trump now there's no doubt he was a fighter i know people were upset and they feigned outrage at every every tweet etc i mean just hated by the left but if you look at his policies on the border uh he brought us energy independence for the first time in 75 years prior to the pandemic he shattered every record in terms of low unemployment for every single demographic group uh, that you analyze, uh, he showed strength on the world stage. You, you didn't see Vladimir Putin acting the way he was acting. He stopped Kim Jong-un from firing missiles. He made a trade deal that benefited America with uh, China, of, of all places. So, I mean, there's great success that you can talk about. And I'm not even talking about taking out Soleimani or Baghdadi and associates or the Al-Qaeda leader in Yemen or defeating the caliphate. Um you know, do you think America's appetite for, quote, the drama that that may surround a fighting president like Trump uh, versus a weak president, frankly, one that I doubt knows today is Wednesday, Joe Biden?
1: Well, you know, I think what everybody can look at, and even Democrats, um, you know, in their quiet circles have to say that their life was better two years ago. That you know that they see how much of a struggle America is in now because of poor leadership, and you know you look at the policies that President Trump passed, and they were good, and they weren 't just good for some Americans, they were good for all Americans, and they lifted up all Americans so there's no doubt that people are feeling the difference in leadership and what strong leadership was like not just domestically but on the world stage versus weak leadership and irresponsible leadership that we're seeing from Biden.
0: So you've been a governor. You've been the U.N. ambassador. Um, your name gets mentioned a lot as somebody that's thinking about running for president. Where are you in that process?
1: Yeah, I'm in the same place I've, I've always been. We have recently been to over a dozen states helping candidates everywhere. I know you had General Bolduc on earlier. He's a fantastic candidate for New Hampshire. We went and campaigned for him and raised money for him and I think he would make a great senator. Um, but we've also been in you know, Pennsylvania for Dr. Oz. We've been in Nevada for Adam Laxalt. We've been in Georgia for Herschel Walker. We've been you know, helping as many people as we can. And I think that that's where our importance lies. If we don't win in November, there is no 2024. And I think that everything is looking good. It's going our way. We just have to be humble. We have to be disciplined and we have to be focused. And we have to understand that Look, winning in November is half the battle. Proving we deserve to be there is the more important half of the battle. And then, you know, after the first of the year, I'll figure out, um, you know, what things look like, and I'll make a decision then.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting, because I, I look at the Republican Party, and I love the commitments with to America, the fact, you know, we haven't done this in 28 years. I was the MC. Newp became the night New became Speaker, and I've suggested that Republicans do this in the past. They've not... They've not been willing to heed my free advice. Uh, But I think the idea that you make certain pledges and promises to people, then you're going to be held accountable, I I think, is a good strategy. And I think Republicans were smart in the House to do that. I think a lot of the Senate candidates now are jumping on board and they're willing to sign the commitments to America. Um, But, you know, I I can't predict what's going to happen in the Senate. I feel much more confident about taking control of the House which is good because if you're in leadership, you then have subpoena power. Uh, But I I know Rubio is going to win. I I think Herschel is absolutely in that race down in in Georgia.
1: I'm an optimist. I think we're going to take the Senate. I think it's going to be tight, but I think our candidates are good. They're strong, and I think they're communicating well. And, you know, you look, it doesn't matter where I am across the country. Everybody's talking about the fact that it costs more at the gas station, and that's how they get to work. It costs more at the grocery store, and that's how they – Feed their families. You know, one in six can't pay their utility bills. And so, you know, they don't want the fact that you take money from those who didn't go to college and you pay for those who did go to college. They're tired of the lack of transparency in education. And they're tired of, you know, men playing in women's sports or critical race theory being what it is. And, you know, the border has been a terrible crisis for so many. Biden has made every state a border state, and people feel that. And I think these candidates are coming in with solutions, and they're coming in saying that we're going to work on lifting up everybody, not just a certain elitist group like what the Democrats have done.
0: All right, quick break more with Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, former U.N. ambassador. Her new book is out, If You Want Something Done, Leadership Lessons from Bold Women. Uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores across the country. And then we'll get to your calls 800 941 Sean as we continue. Look, October this month is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. That means right now is the perfect time for everybody to take stock, ensure that you are doing everything in your power to stay safer online. In other words, be cyber smart. You can take some basic, simple steps to help keep you and your family protected from these identity thieves, all these scams, other online dangers. You need strong passwords. You need to set up multi-factor authentication on your accounts. You need to regularly update the software on whatever device you use. Look, all of us every day are putting our personal information at risk on the Internet. And LifeLock.com by Norton sees the threats that we ourselves will always miss. Now, LifeLock will, in fact, if they see your information is compromised, they'll give you an alert. If your identity is stolen, you get a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to fix it for you. It's a low annual rate, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first year by calling 1-800-LIFELOCK or going to LifeLock.com to save the 25%. Use the promo code Hannity. Protect your name and reputation and your finances so you're not robbed blind and your credit score. 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com. Save 25% with the promo code Hannity. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Haley is with us, former governor of the great state of South Carolina, former UN ambassador. Her new book is out. If you want something done, Leadership Lessons from Bold Women. It's in bookstores everywhere. Hannity.com, Amazon.com. You know, Jen Psaki actually stumbled upon the truth. If this election is about Joe Biden and this radical socialist Democratic Party, if it is, then it will be about. Record high inflation, record high gas prices, wide open borders, you're right, impacting every state. He's made every state a border state. I agree completely with that. It's going to be about law and order and safety and security in every small town and big city. It's going to be about education and the unholy alliance with Democrats and the teachers unions. Um, and on every one of these issues, the Democrats have failed at a spectacular level
1: right and i totally agree and i think that's why we'll get independence i think that's why we'll get some conservative democrats but i think sean what's really important is the second that republicans do win the house and the senate they can't waste time they need to start putting bills on joe biden's desk every day he can't veto everything and you know we shouldn't hear oh let's wait till 2024 they need to get to work for the american people in the first 90 days and prove results that's how we're going to continue to win and that's what's going to be really important to get america out of this rut
0: Well, listen, uh, I urge people to read the book. If you want to learn about strong women that have had a a profound impact uh, on on life for other people, uh, it's Nikki Haley's new book. We'll put it on Hannity.com. It's on Amazon.com, bookstores all across the country. If you want something done, leadership lessons from bold women. And by the way, my mom was a prison guard. She was pretty tough, too, uh, Governor. Oh,
1: God bless her. I love that. And that's why we want to make sure that... You know, for your yeah, but she couldn't. She couldn't control me. I
0: was incorrigible, so there was no helping me.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think she did pretty good
0: with you. She either she said, "I'll either be successful, or I'll be on the other side of the prison that she worked at." So, uh, but anyway, thank God, life worked out the other way. Uh, Governor, appreciate you. Woman
1: can do. That's what a strong woman can do.
0: No doubt about it. She was a tough lady. No doubt. Uh, Governor, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. We're going to get to the phones when we come back. 941 Sean, our number. You want to be a part of the program? All right, twenty five to the top of the hour. You know, I've, I've been telling everybody, I've been saying to everybody that it's embarrassing that the world sees just how bad Joe Biden is. Listen to Sky News Australia talking about where's Jackie Walorski? Where's Jackie? Listen.
5: And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative... Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she she was going to be here.
4: No, Jackie wasn't there. She was killed in that accident eight weeks ago, as President Biden had noted in a statement at the time. Joe Biden has more than two years to run in his presidential term, and some people
0: pretend that he might run again seriously now the problem is our enemies also see this that means russia sees it that means china sees it that means iran sees it that means that every hostile enemy nation sees it every terrorist group sees it and they all want to take advantage of a weak america because if america's weak the western world is weak and that's that's the great danger of everything uh, and what we've been trying to warn people about. Hey, Linda, I got a class you might want to take. Did you hear about this class?
6: I don't know. I'm nervous now if I'm supposed to take it.
0: What are you nervous about? There's a new book out. It's called Everything That You Already Know About Your Own Racism and How to Do Better. White Women It's what it's called. Oh. Now, apparently um, there there are these luncheons that take place, you know, and you're by the way, if you voted for Trump, you're not allowed to go. So I guess that would disqualify you.
6: My vote is my private choice. I do not speak about my vote. Thank you very much.
0: So from Ricky uh, Schlott in the New York Post writes all about it today. White women are shelling out $2,500 to be told how racist they are. It's a business model. It's called the Race to Dinner, an organization these two co-founders. And what happens is one white woman will volunteer to host a dinner party at her home with eight to ten others uh, for a two-hour session with the founders, one happens to be African-American, the other happens to be Indian-American, to discuss their role in perpetuating white supremacy. The dinners are for the, if you want to build racial identity, a white identity that is not based on whiteness, white supremacy, or oppression of black and indigenous or other people of color, according to their website. Seats are reserved solely for liberal white women, according to, you know the two women involved uh, that wrote this book now and and hold these seminars. Uh, according to them, women who voted for Donald Trump are a lost cause. Men, they're not even worth talking to, and liberal women are shelling out twenty five hundred dollars to be told how racist they are. Now, I take uh, I think this is all predicated on a lie, and and the lie, of course, being that uh, every person. Uh, is racist. I believe most people are not racist. I think there are plenty of racist people out there, but they're a small percentage, and I believe all good people look at them as dumb, ignorant, and want nothing to do with them. You know, Louis Farrakhan's a virulent racist and anti-Semite. You know, there, there are plenty of people, you know, these people and, you know, these white supremacy groups, nobody wants anything to do with them that I know in the conservative movement. So I don't I don't buy their premise. Let me start there. I think if you believe that God created every man, woman, and child, that we're all created equal in God's image. It's that simple. If you believe that, you live that, then I don't think you need to pay for the $2,500 dinner that tells you that you're something that you're not. I guess you're not going to be attending. You're not allowed.
6: Well, I'm in a very unique position. I don't think I would fit in because, you know, I hate everybody equally. Um, (laughs) I reserve the right to hate you all.
0: Including your host.
6: Listen, if you are... White, brown, purple, pink. Got green hair, blue hair, brown hair. If you are an idiot, I reserve the right to hate you. I know that's not Christian. Lord, forgive me. I'm trying. Uh-huh. By the way, every your day. pastor
0: listens to this show, and You're he not knows supposed to hate anybody. You're I was in to forgive. his
6: listen. I was in his office the other day, and I said to him, <laughs> and it's the God's honest truth. And I said to him, I said, he said, how Let's, many
0: f bombs did you drop?
6: You know, only a couple, but it, still, it's wrong. I'm in church. I'm with the pastor. I'm in his office. You know, the floor's gonna burn up. Anyhow. But he said to me, he's like, he's like, let's hold hands, let's pray. I said, you want to pray before we begin? He goes, I think we need it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we did the thing. And I said to him in that meeting,
0: because
6: we were talking about the case about Mark Huck and the weaponization of the DOJ and how we're attacking private citizens and all this and that and the other. I said, you know, my problem is, and I feel very strongly about this, is that most of us who are informed, in the know, are paying attention to the news, are sick and tired of hearing about the identity politics. I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what color you are, No matter no matter what, when you go to that gas pump, that dollar amount does not change dependent upon your race. That mortgage rate is not changing dependent upon your race. Your kids getting a poor education is not changing based upon your race right now. Let me tell you something
0: done. He's created a disaster for every family in the country now struggling to make ends meet and and meet the costs of their bare necessities.
6: But he has been doing that for 47 years. People went out and voted for a 48th year just to make sure. The last time I checked, it doesn't take that long. I never heard of such a thing. Like, you go out, and I won't get into all the politics of certain things that are happening in our society right now. But it's like I went out and got this thing, and it didn't work, so I got three more just to make sure. What are you talking about? And I'll tell you what, General Bodock today, he said at the best of anybody, he said people do not care. About your BS and your platforms and all these Democrats that won't even get on the stage and debate because they can't hold a candle to the counterpart on the other side. It is about heating and eating. Heating and eating. You can't feed your family. You can't keep your kids warm. You can't heat your house at night. That's what we care about. Stop talking about all this nonsense that's not even happening. When I watch the news at night, I can see with my own two eyes what's happening. And what they're saying is happening and what is happening are not the same. So again, full circle, I hate everybody equally. I would not have this dinner. And in fact, I think these two ladies are holding quite the hustle. This is a hustle. $2,500 for you to come, and I can tell you how much you suck. I'll charge you a 1000 bucks. Come on over right now. I'll give you a discount. I'll scream at you all night.
0: (laughs) it is nuts we're becoming a nutty society all right uh etha is in the state of washington etha how are you uh welcome to the program glad you called
7: yeah hi sean um i just wanted to call and i just wanted to say that you know i know everybody is um focused on pennsylvania and georgia but tiffany smiley is this close to defeating the dinosaur patty murray who's been in office since 19 i don't know uh, 94 or something uh, 30 years and um i just want to say that you know shout out to uh, tiffany smiley we can do this and i know that everybody by the,
0: the way we've had her on you're absolutely right being, you're a hundred percent right sorry, that's gonna... a winnable race
7: yeah it is it's completely winnable and i live in southern washington and, uh, you know we also have a candidate, um, uh, Joe Kent, and he defeated uh, Jamie Herrera Butler in the primary, and she voted against, you know, for the impeachment of Trump, and he defeated her, and he's in a race against some gal, uh, Perez or whatever, but I think he's going to win. I just wanted to let your audience know that that there are, there's a movement here in the state the great state of washington go tiffany smiley
0: yay uh, oh i day. agree people in the state of washington pay attention this is winnable just like general Bolda can win in new hampshire we like joe o'day in in colorado we're not going to ignore these races they are definitely uh a longer shot but definitely in play assume every single race every district every state is in play uh, anyway, appreciate it. Thank you, Ether, for being with us. Uh, let's go to the great state of North Carolina, where Carl is standing by. Carl, how are you? You got a great Senate candidate there by the name of Ted Budd.
5: Yes, we do, and and uh, Bo Hines too, if I can mention. Was just chatting with him last night um, at a meeting we had. Well, um, you often talk, Sean, about the uh, the just runaway crime that's going on, It's so it's pretty much a plague, and mostly in you know cities run by folks who got a D behind their name as you rightly point out and the 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 root cause it seems is that it's it's a, it's you know trickle down if you will it's lead by example it's it's coming from the top you've had some uh, FBI criminal you know victims on the air with you and it's in all the different alphabet agencies and I mean let's face it high treason is the worst crime a human being can commit because it results in millions of deaths you know we've got the open border with hundred thousands of uh, fentanyl deaths and unspeakable things happen to children and, and, you know, releasing bioweapons and stealing elections is high treason and giving billions of dollars to Iran and Afghanistan and so forth.
0: Listen, let's just say they haven't done anything right. No, they They, they have successful. taken a, a great country and run it into the ground and they did it in under two years. Yeah. Are you better off than you were? Uh, two years ago, the answer is no. We're all yeah, worse off. There's no. not a single measure that we can have that that points in that direction, that they're successful. Carl, thank you. Tom, in the, uh, well, uh, off-the-grid state of Alaska with rugged individualists all across the state, how are you, Tom? What's going on in Alaska? How
3: are you doing, Sean? Pleasure to talk to you. Right, um, what's the, te- what's the temperature take-
0: out there today? Where part of Alaska are you in?
3: Oh, uh, we're up, I'm up in Chickaloon. it's in the 40s, it's
0: not too bad. uh the 40s, not too we bad. Get,
3: we get, we get negative 30 up here, so, I mean. That oh, yeah, 40 is I bet it's a
0: great day to me. go do a little ice fishing, and those, do you ever go out in the 30 below weather?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, all the
0: time. What's on your mind today?
3: You, you have to, you have to. Well, I want to talk about something you, you mentioned about green energy yesterday. I live that life. I, I have solar panels. But there's mm-hmm. a counterpoint that people don't realize. Those solar panels, they charge batteries. And I live in, in my cabin. I charge batteries, but I only get, in the winter, maybe two hours of sunlight. So I have to use a generator to charge those batteries during, the daytime, during, during regular peak hours. And that takes gas. And sometimes upwards of 10 gallons of gas a day. And I think that's a fossil fuel. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, and I cook with propane. And one thing that people don't realize is you can't get insurance running a a wood stove. You have to have some type of gas heat to get insurance on my cabin. So that's also gas, which is also a fossil fuel.
0: But I bet you do have a wood stove or you have a lot of fireplaces you're using.
3: Well, I I have a wood stove, so... Um, and I also have a gas heater because the insurance company required it in order for me to get insurance.
0: Understood. You know, look, the and bottom line is I, I talk about the example of electric vehicles all the time. You're going to pay 22 grand more than a gas powered vehicle on average. Then you've got the, you got to rape and pillage Mother Earth of all its minerals, manganese and cobalt and nickel and use big, heavy equipment that are run by diesel uh to get it an extractor from the earth uh then you have to of course uh power up those batteries and 90% of the electric grid happens to be based on fossil fuels so you're still using fossil fuels to run your electric vehicle and in california so you can't even make it up they were telling people during their brownouts that oh uh you you can't you can um charge your electric vehicle battery during these hours so a lot of good that's doing Look, the technology does not exist to be, you know, to 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 power the electric grid, the needs of our society at any affordable price. So unless and until that changes, we are reliant on fossil fuel energy. That's the truth. And that's for the near future. And I'm defining near future in in the next couple of decades they're not going to fix that in, in, in any short period of time. Now, if they give me cleaner, cheaper energy that's easily accessible, I'm for it. I don't have any problem with that. Save me money. I'll take it. Thank you very much. But it doesn't exist. So they're making us unilaterally disarm in terms of not being competitive because we're, we've, we're not, we're not producing domestically and using our resources the way every other country is. We should be so energy dominant that that Western Europe could rely on us all winter long to have all the heat they ever wanted. But Joe gave that up. Dumbest thing he ever did. Anyway, I admire all the people in Alaska, your rugged individualism, living off the grid. It's uh, I'm obsessed with shows about Alaska. You know, folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about what policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Now, too often today, we're finding ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not about whether we should love America. Some are ashamed of America. Now, the reason, sadly, it's simple. Too many years, too many schools have been neglecting to teach our young children about America's great heritage of liberty and freedom and presenting them instead with a very dishonest narrative about uh, America being fundamentally unjust in every way. It's not been a perfect country, uh, but we right wrongs and correct injustices and have a history of it. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America. They're offering all of you right now a free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. And while you're there, you can take the course on the Constitution. It's Constitution 101, the meaning, the history of our Constitution. And by the way, I encourage all of you to enroll in any one of these free courses. You can also sign up and get their free monthly speech digest called Imprimis. There's thousands of us that get it every month. It's really terrific. Some of the best conservative minds in the country. Anyway, begin your free Hillsdale course today. Go to the special website, SeanForHillsdale.com. That's S E A N F O R Hillsdale.com. Quick break, right back. We'll continue. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Loaded up tonight, nine Eastern Hannity on the Fox News Channel. Gas prices now going through the roof, six fifty a gallon on average in in California, five dollars over five bucks in Nevada and Oregon and other places around the country going up dramatically. We'll check in with Patrick Dahan, who is with Gas Buddy. Uh, Charles Payne will analyze the decision of OPEC and what it means for every American. We'll check in with Senate candidates J.D. Vance and Ted Budd. Also, Adam Carolla, Geraldo Rivera, Pete Hegseth. 9 Eastern, Set DVR, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible.
2: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.